This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Some people just don't like the taste of game. Is this real? Is it imagined? Is it a problem? Is there something you can do about it? Why is that the case? On today's episode, we're going to be examining the answers to those questions and more. Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are digging into the question, why don't some people like the taste of game? Now, there's four answers or four parts uh, to answer this question and to examine this conversation point. But first, let's put this in context. There's a couple different people that ask this question. Often you've got new hunters. Uh, they've not done this before. They've not hunted or they've not hunted a particular type of game. And they get some uh, or they try some from someone else or whatever the situation might be. And they don't like it. The other kind of people that might be is uh, friends and family of hunters or new hunters. You know, or, or just people that you meet. Um, you know, people you work with, however that conversation comes up, there are people who just don't like the taste of game. And the question is why? What's the deal with that? What's going on there? So there's four parts to this. Um, you know, why some people don't like the taste of game and what you do about it. So number one is the quality of the meat, the quality of the game. Now we're primarily going to be talking about deer, but this also applies to turkey, pheasant, rabbit, whatever you might be hunting or getting, this is across the board. Uh, but the number one thing is the quality of the meat. Sometimes the quality is just not that good. Now I've done an episode recently on um, why some deer taste better than others. Those same principles apply across pretty much all types of game. 
and go back, listen to that show. We're not going to rehash that whole episode to answer this question, but you just got to be aware. Sometimes the quality of the product that you take out of the freezer that you start cooking is different from one deer to the next, one hunter to the next, one butcher to the next, one situation to the next. Um, and that's an entire episode on you know, how you get higher quality game and how you get the right quality game. So for this episode, I'm going to assume you've got quality meat. Now, if you don't know if you do or not, or you need to know how to, how to get that quality that you want to get the best meat that you can get, go back, listen to that episode. That, that'll get you your answer to that question. But the first part, though, is quality. Do we have quality game? Do we have quality meat? Has it been cared for from, from field to butcher to freezer to table? Have the right steps been taken to, to make sure that deer was field dressed right and it was, you know, it, it was shot at the right time, the right way, and all the different factors that go into getting quality venison to your table. So that is a huge conversation piece. I think that's often the, the biggest thing for the entire conversation. That's why we did a whole episode on it. So go back, listen to that episode, why some venison tastes better than others. Number two, um, it has to do with some people have never had venison or game prepared well or prepared in a way that is to their liking for their particular eating style. Uh, it's no secret that hunters are not necessarily culinary experts. They're different skill sets. If you're good at tracking game and spotting game and, and scouting and, and setting up and being still and pulling the trigger, um, none of those skills translate to cooking. Let's just be honest. I know I know hunters that that take game and they 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 build a little bit of an ego. They they feel a little you know maybe a little pride sleeps in there. Maybe maybe a little bit's okay, but uh, for the most part. We tend to think, well, we, we've got this animal, you know, mm, ah, me, man, hunter, successful. And somehow we think that means we can cook. You know, it doesn't make any sense at all, but that's honestly what happens so much of the time. People think just because they, they've had success or they've got skills in the field, they think that means that they are good at cooking. And first of all, it doesn't mean you're good at butchering which is a huge part, but that goes back to number one. But it doesn't mean you have any culinary skill or experience and you know what you're doing. So, so often, people who try game for the first time or the first couple times, it is just not prepared well. It's not prepared either um, just according to just general basic culinary principles for cooking deer or that particular type of game. And it may just not be prepared well to someone's liking. So, for example... Somebody who hates spicy food, if you make them, you know, a, uh, a spicy cayenne honey turkey leg, they may hate that. Uh, it may, because it's spicy and they hate spicy food and it doesn't matter what you do to it, that's just not in their palate. It's not something that they like those flavors. It doesn't matter if it was beef or chicken or whatever, they're not going to like food cooked that way. So some people... They have either never had game prepared well, just according to basic cooking principles and culinary, or they've never had game prepared according to their taste for a style that, that they would like. 
you know, ask yourself if you're cooking for somebody or somebody cooks something for you, ask yourself the question, if they cook beef or chicken like that, would you have liked that beef or chicken? If you say no, which chances are you're not going to like the venison or the turkey or whatever it was cooked that way. So that's a real thing. You got to think about that. Um, you know, I, I've, we've done an episode on, on how to cook game and how to cook uh, deer and there's a ton out there. There's some really good stuff online and and you know things you can look at and recipes and so on so you know there there is help available there there there's wisdom and insight out there for how to do that well but people are often going on urban legends and old wives tales of cooking and they're doing crazy stuff that doesn't make any sense to cook game and they just think that's the way it is and you know i'm part of me is amazed that that still happens in the generation where youtube exists because you know it it doesn't take a whole lot to sort through the clutter and find out how do you really do some stuff and make some progress but that's just the way it is in this particular sport so you need to think about that if you've had game and you just didn't like it it may very well be that one it was just not quality meat two it may be that it was not prepared well period, or that it was not prepared according to a style of cooking that you like. Those are real things. That really happens. I think between one and two, those are the biggest factors as to why people don't like game. They just not had quality meat prepared well in a style that they like to eat. I think that's, that's, I don't know, if I had to throw a number out there, 70% of the time, People say they don't like game. It's because of number one and or number two. And of course, if the quality's not good, there's nothing you can do to save it. You know, it's never going to be what you would hope it could be or what it had the potential to be. So that's one and number two. Number three, you may not have, have expanded or trained your palate to that particular type of cuisine. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound, you know, highbrow or snooty, but let's just be absolutely blunt in the face honest. Most children ages 1.5 to 20, if left to their own devices and their own opinions and their own tastes, would eat nothing other than pizza, chicken nuggets, and macaroni and cheese. This is just the way of things. Uh, If we do not take action and take steps or no one forces us to take action and to take steps to try other types of food, to develop our palate, to expand our palate, we will not. We will just stick to where we're comfortable. If we're not pushed or we don't push ourselves, we will just literally eat the same three horribly uh, unhealthy foods forever until... You know, some people will will just eat lousy until, you know, they're whatever age and they've got a heart attack or a bunch of other health conditions and they've just ruined their body over the years just eating garbage. And that's just the way that people are. That's just basic human nature. We We must either take action or be forced to take action to expand our palate, to try new things to try them more than once, to to think about new ways of cooking and and to push the envelope. That's just the way that we are. So your your palate may be too narrow to appreciate anything other than 
chicken nuggets, pizza, and macaroni and cheese, grilled chicken, or grilled steak. You know, your palate just may need expanding a little bit to appreciate nuanced flavors, to appreciate other types of cooking and other types of meat and the unique aspects and flavor profiles and and on and on. I know I sound like a food snob, but some people need a little food snob to push them over the edge um, because otherwise they will never enjoy some things that are really enjoyable. So your palate may not be developed far enough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And the way you develop your palate is you keep trying things, cook different ways, you, you think about it, you ponder it. You know, there's times where I will be watching a YouTube video and I'll see a recipe for something and I'll think, hmm, never thought about cooking that like that. And I won't watch the video. I won't do it, but I'll just go on with whatever I was doing. But, you know, in the back of my mind, that's stuck there. And the next time I see, you know, whatever that food item was in the store, that'll come up to mind. Like, oh, you did see a recipe for cooking that some way that you'd never thought of before. And sooner or later, that's going to work on me until I think about, well, let's try something like that. Maybe I go back and find that recipe or something similar, or maybe I make something up just that's in that direction just to, to try something new. You know, I never, ever, ever used to cook Indian food. I never used to like Indian food. And then one day, I think um, I think it was my wife, who was at that point my fiance, was like, hey, let's go to this Indian restaurant with my friend who has been to India, and she can show us what to order. So I was like, eh, I don't know, but... Uh, You know, I went with it because someone was pushing me to expand my palate. And I won't say I loved everything, but I liked a couple things. And then I came back and, you know, they grew on me. I liked them a little more. And then, you know, there's a handful of Indian dishes that I really, really like now. But I never cooked one of them until, what, a year ago. I just saw a recipe, didn't even even watch it, didn't read it, but it worked on me. You know, every time I'd hear about Indian food, that'd come back to me. And after a few months, I was like, well, I'm going to try making it. So I got that recipe and it turned out pretty good. And I I improved a little bit and I made it a few times. And now it's just, it's another dish that's been added to my repertoire. And uh, it's phenomenal. But there was a little nudge. There was a little push. I had never, I did not understand that flavor palette to begin with. I didn't understand that kind of cooking. But I, I, I got my feet wet and I just... You know, little steps. I'm not trying to become a master of cooking that kind of cuisine, but I can appreciate it 
uh, bits and pieces of it and just add it to my own personal cooking uh, Rolodex. So you 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 need you may need to expand your palate a little bit. You may need to just try new things, cook different ways. Now, of course, all of this falls back to numbers one and two. Number one, it's got to be quality meat. If the meat is not quality, if the meat tastes bad for whatever reason, it, that's just going to stop you in your tracks. You're just never going to get past that. Number two, it's got to be cooked right. Either you know just cooked appropriately for that cut of meat or that piece of game, and it's got to be cooked in a style that you find palatable, that you enjoy. And then you may need to expand your palate. If you've got quality food, cook it different ways, try it different ways. Uh, because, you know, someone was telling me just yesterday about um, pheasant and how they had just had, they got a pheasant hunting for the first time and their family was eating it. And, you know, they were talking about how good it is. And one of their kids was talking about, oh, that's weird. And, um, you know, it's just this odd meat. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, pheasant is a delicacy. I mean, there are places where pheasant is valued far, far above chicken or turkey. It is an absolute culinary delicacy. It costs more. It's more expensive to prepare. It's it's something that people travel for and pay good money for because it has flavor... Uh, tones and elements to it that that are unique and delicious and that people really enjoy and appreciate but a teenager who thinks oh when they say ooh they just say different that that's what i hear like oh that's not the same fried chicken i'm used to that's something well that doesn't mean it's not good in fact it may be way better than anything you've ever had but their palate is just not trained or expanded to be able to appreciate it but it could and, and very well may be in time. So you just need to think about that. You need to think about, okay, where am I in terms of, you know, the foods that I like and appreciate and how big is my circle of foods and types of cuisine that I like? Uh, I know people that they don't even like beef. They only like the t- venison. They just, they won't even order beef if they go out. They won't buy beef in the store. They don't even like beef. They only like venison. They've sort of pigeonholed themselves in to the point where, you know, they have closed their palate to other things and their appreciation for venison has gone up, you know, so high. But you can have it all. You can enjoy everything. You can appreciate everything. You can expand your palate. So that's one, two, and three. Number four reason why people may not like the taste of game, they may just generally not like it. I know, crazy, right? They may just not like it. You know, there are certain foods that I don't like. Uh, I'll give you one example. Calamari, fried squid. Uh, I have had calamari all over the country. I've had calamari prepared by some of the best restaurants and most famous restaurants in the country that cook calamari that are on TV and all this. Why? Because my parents really like calamari. My boss really likes calamari. So as a kid and even as an adult, whenever I travel, wherever we go, somebody's ordering calamari. And I have had it prepared lousy. I've had it prepared decent. I've had it prepared at the highest level that it can be prepared by, you know, executive chefs and all this. 
And um, I can tell the difference between good calamari and bad calamari. I can tell you some of the, the, the ways that it's cooked differently to make it good, to make it bad. I, I understand it. I know the difference in the texture. And after all that and a lifetime of eating calamari, I would never order it for myself. I just do not like it. I can eat it. I, if it's, you know, if you're at a world-renowned place, I, I'll enjoy it more there than I will at Bob's Diner. But I just don't. I, I would never order calamari. And I have fully uh, explored it and, and you know, uh, expanded my palate and done everything that a reasonable person ought to do. And far more beyond that. And after all that and years of eating it, I just still don't like it. But I'm not like, ew, it's gross. Nah. Now that is just juvenile and immature. There ought to be so few foods on the planet that you eat and you say, ooh, gross, if they're cooked well. That just that 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 is just not the mark of a mature person uh, or a mature palate. But even after all that, I still don't like that food. Am I bashing people that do like it? No, I could see why someone would like it. I just don't prefer it. I would never order it for myself. If I was going out for myself or if someone else, I would never be like, hey, let's get the calamari. It's just not going to do it. I just do not prefer that food. Some people may not prefer venison, even though they've had good venison, even though they've had it cooked many ways, even though, even though they've expanded their palate and they've tasted and tried and tested they could still come to the conclusion they don't really like it. But I think, and this is just my experience, probably 90 to 95% of the time, somebody says they don't like the taste of game. It's because of reasons one, two, and three. I honestly believe there are very few people that just genuinely, if they had it cooked well, if they had it cooked different styles, if they've tried it over time, and, and, you know, had it cooked with excellence and have stretched and, and grown and really given it a fair chance. I think there's very few people that would conclude, nah, not a big fan of it. Wouldn't order that. Uh, I think it's, you know, and then you got turkey and you got pheasant. You got all the other, you know, every animal is its own. And you just got to look at numbers one, two, three, and four. Now, if you're a deer hunter and you have concluded, you know, I don't really like the taste of deer... Um, you know, there's lots of things you can do. A lot of uh, deer processors will uh, give the deer for the poor, um, for people who are disadvantaged, all those kind of things. You know, there's things that you can do so the meat doesn't go to waste. But I think most of the time, most people fall into categories one, two, or three. I really think it's a very small number of people that fall into category four. And, you know, here's, here's the test. How many food, if somebody thinks they fall in the category four, how many foods do they like? You know, what is their general diet rotation, you know, consist of? If you take them to a restaurant with a big menu, would there, are there more than three things on that menu that they could order and enjoy? Because most of the time, people's palate are just so small and so narrow and they've just gotten set in their ways if they're older and they don't care about anything else or if they're younger they're just immature and just haven't taken the the effort or the push but 
I think the very vast majority of people fall into categories one, two, or three. So I hope this is helpful for you. You know, I hope this helps you and, and gives you some insight. One, in you know, in your own development in terms of, of cooking and eating and then helping others and their development. And uh, just giving game its fair shake. That's really what it's about. Just trying to get the fair shake, trying to... to Trying to really, you know, experience the fullness of what's available. And the reason why I even made this episode, the reason why I even give all this, this uh, discourse on this subject is because I really think people are missing things that are excellent, that they would really enjoy in their life. They're missing foods, they're missing culinary experiences, they're missing different cuisines, that if they would give it a fair shake, if they would apply themselves... If they would, you know, get outside their little box, they would love and they would absolutely enrich their lives um, just enjoying and appreciating all these different kinds of food and game and cuisine that God's given us. I really do. I really think people do themselves a disservice when they write something off too quickly and too easily and they've not given it a fair shot, whether it's just too easy to get other things or just lazy or stubborn or weary just don't feel like going through the effort of trying different things i think people do themselves a disservice some of my favorite foods many of my favorite foods today i would not eat when i was 12 would just ew just wouldn't do it and over the years, just one by one, just stretched a little, reached a little, expanded a little, and so glad that I did. So I hope that's helpful. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com for the show notes. Um, ask a question, send me an email. Would love to hear from you, answer your questions on future episodes. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>